We're here with David Manica today to talk about a subject that's pretty timely. Yes. This is March 2020. The COVID-19 or the coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, has gotten people shaken up, shooken up. That's that's what's going on right now. A lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of doubt. Yeah, even affecting meetings, events, projects. Yep. A project that we were doing at a major company was postponed, a paid event that we were coming in and speaking uh, for International Women's Day. That was postponed just because they didn't want to put more than 100 plus people in a room. Yep. They were worried. So we've seen it just affecting us. Absolutely. In our businesses. So. What are we talking about today? You're going to kind of drive the ship a little Yeah, John flip-flopped. I think he was a little unhappy with my performance recently. Just kidding. So he's going to take the speaker portion, the brain portion. I'm going to take the presenter portion. And today we're going to talk about five ways to virus-proof your career. And we talk about virus-proof. We're talking about a surprise. And certainly this virus came at us as somewhat of a surprise. Although we probably heard a little bit about it towards late fourth quarter 2019, it really started gaining a lot of steam here in the U.S. in, the, in February, March 2020. So, John, we're going to dig into this. And so when you start thinking about the five ways to virus-proof your career, what's the first thing that you think about? I, don't act surprised. I think act calm. Uh, it's how you respond to, a, to an event uh, that's going to, Put you in a better position just mentally. But I'm going to have to throw something at you, John. How do you not act surprised? What do you do to not act surprised? We've talked about this before, but to bring the, any listeners up to speed is that you should expect interruptions to your career, even seismic interruptions that could, for us, like this week, it made an event that we were going to do today, about this time today, um, move and get postponed, a paid event that both of us expected to do. Well, what are we going to do? What, what did we do in place of it? We did a podcast. Yep. We came in and talked about how we're going to create the material and make it even better when this postponed event gets back. We might even create coursework from the uh, talks that were given. So we took that challenge, which we both didn't want, mm -hmm. and turned it into something good. We made uh, lemonade out of lemons, as they say. Yeah, so no, and it's I like think anytime you have an interruption, anytime you have something that you don't don't act surprised but get focused don't get worried and start spinning in your head what could happen what could happen what could happen take calm precautions to anything know that if in your career you get something like your boss that you've been so loyal to and he's been loyal to you or she's been loyal to you and they suddenly they take another job they have a heart attack they're gone that's a, almost a viral interruption to your career. Absolutely you can be. You have thought about what you're going to do. There if it you is. surprise, you need some help because, hey, you know what? This isn't something I expected, but you know what? There are no surprises because I know how I'm going to respond if something that's an event happens to me or if I have a feeling that my job could be affected, I'm going to have a plan to. I'm going to take a step back on you, though, and I think what happens here is I think that this is intrinsic to you because of your military background. When I talk to a lot of military professionals, what they talk about is the fact that they practice, 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 plan, 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 plan. But when the event happens, they're so practiced, they're so planned, they're so tested that anything can happen and they can deal with it. That's, the, that's almost the perfect, really, I think, way to handle it is that you trained be prior to an event and you know how your brain should react. So calmness when the EMT is pulling up to a crash, they're not surprised because they know 
what could happen. You need to have that kind of mentality when you face a viral event that could be a could be of impact to your career immediately, like we saw this week. Not really to our careers, but the the daily work. Oh, to our four hundred one ks, or to, to our scheduled events, yes. to our potential profit forecasts we had. Have a plan. So have a plan. But okay. now that would tie back into number two, mm-hmm. which is be cool under fire. So I think we kind of talked about it a little bit, but we did dig into that a little bit more. You know, stopping from acting surprised and 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 putting sort of fear on your face uh, and 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 going around and talking about it like static electricity doesn't really help but calm under fire means you're taking fire times you may feel like you're under siege how do you handle it when unknowns and seemingly viral attacks seem to be getting worse you're you're still having to take cover you can't just get up have a meal go rest and go fight again. You're under fire. That's how it's gonna feel when there's a viral attack on your career or there's an event like this virus that could interrupt things in your 401k or your job. So being calm under fire means that you have a contingency plan right away. So if you think, you know what? I'm taking fire, what should I do? In this situation, we've talked about it in the career insurance series that we've done with you, is what are you reading? What are you doing for continuing education? What are you doing to improve yourself? What are you doing if something happened that was more severe than what you're thinking? Mm-hmm. One of your uh, a pillars uh, is knocked down. Uh, a boss moves. Something happens. How do you remain calm, cool, and collected and stay focused on career progressing things that you can control. So this is what I'm going to think about with that and throw at you to kind of give us your thoughts is, you know, when you say that, it's all right, but it also makes me nervous. It's like, oh my God, do I have to constantly be on edge? And I don't think you have to be. I I get it, but what are some of your thoughts about that when someone says, oh my gosh, I I have to be calm under fire, but then in order to be prepared for this, i got to constantly think about the fact that I might come under fire. A shock or a viral event should get you to think. That's why we're talking about this now. So if you're not doing some of these things, you shouldn't be that calm right now. You should be saying, you know what? I didn't realize that something quick could happen to affect my job, my career, my, in a sense, destiny. So I better get back to the fundamentals. And what are some of the fundamentals we talk about in career insurance? Build deeper relationships with key people who can help you who are not necessarily at your job. Uh, Continue your education. You know what? That might be just a checkup for you as you're taking fire. Hey, am I doing the things that I know are going to be good for me if something happens, an unforeseen event? If not, what a great time to start doing those So this ties right into number three, which Mm -hmm. I loved. So when we started talking about this podcast, John sent me a list of the top five. I'm like, ooh. This one is really intriguing to me. So, and I think you were just starting to breach it, was this idea of stress testing your collateral. So I will throw one thought out there and then let you play with it. As you were talking, I was thinking about the fact of, all right, my boss gets, my boss gets fired or my boss gets laid off. All right, how do I stress test my collateral? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to call up five people in my network because I've already built that network up, right, John? Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to ask some questions about oh, how do you deal with a new boss and what are the ramifications of your boss? Hey, what's going on in my industry? Just to quantify 
you know, some stuff that's going and seeing if my network's going to even respond to me. Well said. I would add to that on just from the collateral point of view, you create a lot of collateral. Collateral sounds like collateral damage because we were just taking fire in the last point. But the collateral to me is. Is your resume really strong and up to date for yep. the ATS? One number one, absolutely. Is your bio ready? Because you and I have done speaking engagements. You have been out there speaking to many big Fortune 500 companies recently with your agile work, and you need your bio fresh, ready to go. Well, why would I need that? I'm an accountant. Well, what if you're asked to do that? What if we know that's career progressing for you? So that's a part of your collateral. What about a cover letter? What about your LinkedIn? Is the it the boss might ask for your the new boss might ask for your that's right. bio? Your bo you new might boss wanna, might ask for the resume. You might want to put that in your HR file if you lost that boss. You might want to say, you know what, I'm prepared for my review. Here's an updated resume that's internally focused. What You know what another part of your collateral today is? Maybe clips of you speaking, maybe articles you've written. Do you have a PDF of that? Do you have collateral? That's collateral. Yeah. What if you're included in an article or, or a posting or a picture from one of the associations you work with? Because we know you should be you know, working with or around association work if yep. you want to improve and have career insurance and to virus-proof your career. So all these things that should be shored up tightened up that's something you can do when a viral attack happens no, it's, this is really, that, that it, you yeah. don't need a viral attack but it's a stress test no this you. is really interesting to me we talked about the thing of career insurance and that's kind of the big picture when i start thinking about what you've done with this virus proof your career it's like the military exercise you're going to have the big picture you're planning but every once in a while you got to conduct the military exercise and that means you're going to have to oh i'm going to pretend like i got laid off or i'm going to pretend mm -hmm. like my boss got fired, or I'm going to pretend like something bad happened. Let me go through five different exercise steps. So if you had to do that, if you're going to say every one of your clients had to go through a career, a military exercise, a.k.a. with their career, what would be some of the steps you tend to do to stress, stress, stress test their collateral? I mean, that's it. You just said it. I mean, you're going to, you're going to say, you know what, you're going to do the if-then. You know, if something happens like this, what would I do? What? Oh, if this happens, what should I be doing? And how can I stay calm and focused while other people are freaking out? Now, in the in the civilian world, in the companies right now, we know what's the closest thing to that. Unfortunately, it's like an active shooter training. Yeah, that's a great example. And that's it's a horrible example, but it's a great example. It's what's happening. It's very hot. It's a, kind of a hopping uh, training. One of our clients does that. We we talk about that when we go to companies. Sometimes, how do you? Kind of create communication styles that won't do this. We handle not active shooter training, but we talk about events like outplacement. How do you? How does the HR and the team? A lot of times they don't really have a plan when they le let people go. Go well. No one in the, our company is going to come back and drive mm -hmm. their you know car through the front gate or you know shoot or throw something Absolutely. or, or up, get upset and cry. How do you handle these events if they get really serious? And so if I start thinking my, my stress test, I would say it this way. I would say okay. My test is going to be, I'm going to have lunch with one or two of the recruiters I trust the most. Just saying, hey, sure. what's going on in the marketplace? What are you seeing? What's some things I should check out? Number two, I might call one or two of my top networking people that I connect with. Hey, what trends you're seeing? What's happening? What's going on? Number three is I might, if I haven't haven't attended that trade association, well, I'm going to go back and reconnect with that trade association. It might be getting with your mentor and saying, hey, what yes. do I need to change or improve that I'm not doing right now that you've seen? Because, you know, I'm, well, what have you been doing, David? Well, I've been doing this, this, and this. You know what? We talked a lot, you know, uh, about six months ago. And by the way, you can have a mentor at any age. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. And that person should be, uh, hold you accountable a little bit and say, hey, have you done some of the things we talked about last time and why why or why not 
you know what, I did, but you know, that's a good time to say, you know what, I haven't gone out there and contributed to my national publication. Uh, I haven't gone out there and uh, done the volunteer hours that I said I was going to do on that committee. Guess what? That's a little stress test. Do it. Do it. That, and track you got it. it. Yes. And mark it and put it on your resume. So, so those are some of the things you can do. But collateral includes written material, online material, visual material. Uh, it includes the people speaking, you know is collateral. The people you know. <laughs> Upgrade. Make sure you're up to speed. Your resume, your bio. All of those are fresh. We could actually, you could actually create a nice little checklist associated with the stress test. Of that's. The I'm going to mark that down. That's something. That's a to-do list for me. So number four is interesting. It ties back to stress testing your collateral, but I think there's more to it, and it's who's got your back. And mm -hmm. I'm going to give you an idea on this one and let you throw it. One of the things I've been trying to do more often is my spouse trying to stay connected with her related to what's going on. And trying to do it at least, you know, once a month to say, hey, this is happening. Hey, this is happening. Just so that, hey, she should have my back. Wow, that's pretty good. You got personal on me. I like that. You know why? Because we neglect the people sometimes closest to us. The one who should have your back constantly, you know, right? The, the, the small team in your company that probably needs a little retreat at the beach. Oh, you'll go take a vacation. Take a retreat with your closest folks, you know? Don't just go to the industry event. But anyway, you talked about your spouse. Yeah, that's probably your number one cheerleader. They're not always the best advisor for no. you on business issues, but you need to be close to them. You need to kind of separate them from the family business and say, you know what? Let's go talk about the corporation, us. Yes. And get together and kind of have a real adult conversation with it. Kids are involved, even adult kids. You know, it's tough to kind of separate that, but I think that's great. Work on the people closest to you to build better relationships with them, then move out to your, you mentioned references, mentors, mm -hmm. people. You know what? I've had people in here, they lost a job or whatever. I said, tell me your references. Tell me about them. When's the last time you talked to your reference? Who's going to possibly be called in t two years ago when I left that job? Well, you haven't taken them out for dinner. You haven't talked to them. You've gotten to know them. You haven't been over to their house. Come on, folks. So that's what I'm talking about. Who's got your back? Let's go back Who to would one be thing. there? Let me just say this. Who would be there if really everything went bad? And you could call and say, you know what? I have a little issue, and I want you to come down to the police station. No, it's not something like that, maybe. But who, who would give you a ride in the middle of the night? You know what? There's not that many people probably in your network that would take that call and do that happily. But really, you need to build up those people who you might take for granted like we all do. So I'm going to play with that a little bit more. I love this one. And I would tie it back to two things. I want to ask you one question, too. That will be the second. The first thing I think is who got your back does tie to something called reciprocity. And I know reciprocity. It's reciprocity? Reciprocity, yeah. Sorry. That's, that's the word. I'm, I'm spelling it. I'm pronouncing it a little <laughs> incorrectly. I call it quid pro quo. Some people see it as a negative, but it's also a positive. So one of the things you want to do is who's got your back. Look at, have you taken care of the people that are supposed to have your back? Have you shared information? Have you, you know, presented them with new business opportunities? Those type of things. And, and when you're doing this stress test, maybe, like John said, you haven't talked to that reference in a year. Your stress test is, I better provide some type of value to that person so that I can reconnect. And it might be good, but it might be sound a little bit manipulative, but it's also natural that we want to help those who help us. There you go. I don't want to add another thing to that, but who's got your back oh, under parentheses, under pressure? Yes. You know, who really has your back? Build those relationships up. Don't take them for granted. Talk to me again about this idea of the retreat with your your network. Have you ever? It's just the idea. Like one I think of it's my, a great idea. One of, my Throw friend, it out there. one of my friends, he takes a week 
away from his business. I think they technically probably lose a little bit of revenue. Mm -hmm. Um, during the year, and he takes his folks, I, you know, I should do this, but to the beach, and they have a retreat, and they have fun, and they talk about vision boards, and they just, you know what? He ta they take time away from their business. Another big business around here, you know, goes out and does three days. They almost nearly shut the company down and do like a bike ride in the Midwest and for a fundraiser, and they all get involved, and they all you know, tell their clients, you know what, we're going to be out of town. You, we're not even going to be able to take, you know, only the basic things to keep the business going. Amazing. It's like a, it's a real relationship builder. It isn't just a business conference to do more business. I would even say one step further is do have your, have your network do that. Like Tommy Ray is a person who owns this company called Vital Talent I support. And Tommy at least once every six months takes his network and brings them out. And I think that's valuable. I get to meet new people, and that drives that whole idea of virus proofing. And the last one is assess reality and act accordingly. So give what me some would a military person do? What would an EMT do? What would you do under crisis if you can stay calm and you're the calm one in the storm? So what is the reality? The reality at this moment in March 2020 is that this coronavirus, this virus that's affecting people's men mental state has caused runs on water and yep. runs on uh, masks and runs on this. Is that the reality yet? Oh, well, John, you don't understand. You need to prepare for the reality. You need to stock up uh, and start hoarding things that you might need in case of an event or emergency. But I would just say, look, if that's your thing and it makes you feel okay, go ahead. You know, I'm not the Surgeon General. I'm not telling you not to buy masks. What I'm saying is <laughs> assess the real situation. There might not be time that you need to be panicking now and running to the store. You might not need to have most of your conversations during the day about this. Act accordingly means, you know what, if you don't have that, let's say, two months of funds that you could run your household on if you all lost your job and the income wasn't there without a panic. You should do that. Maybe you need a little what they call food insurance. Maybe not even the kits that you buy, but maybe enough food and drink to last your family a couple of weeks. I mean, if it gets you to do that, it's because you should have done that and you had it on your to-do list a year ago yeah. when there was a hurricane or like we've seen in North Carolina. You know what? The maybe generators. it's time just to shore up. But act accordingly. Yeah. And you know what? If, if nothing else, while people are panicking and acting a little bit irrational around you, get back to the things that matter. So, but if these viruses affect your career, just like in the world of you know catastrophic events that would put you in your house or have you quarantined, act accordingly. What's the rational response to a tough situation? Work on that. Be that person versus the panic person and the and the worrisome person and the gossip person and the what if person. So those are normal precautions. Look, you get in your car, you 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 have the habit of clicking on your belt. If you get out of the habit of clicking on your belt, if a crisis hits, you see an accident, start putting on your belt, belt again. again. Yes. You know. So guess what? That's what you should do. Let's act. You know, with with calmness, with reason. And, and take good precautions. But don't ever fool yourself, as we talk about in your series, Career Insurance, that you know viral events can't happen to you. They can. You've seen it, I've seen it, yes. I've seen it with my clients. But the, those who seem to come out of it best on the other side are the ones that do these five things. You know, so this is, as I hear all this, I mean, it's kind of an interesting put and take. It's like, you have to have risk assessment mindset and also you have to have the ability to plan 
but then you can't let the plan rule the world. You can't like the, the tail wagging the dog, right? So I would say when I hear this virus proof your career, yes, you want to have the collateral. Yes, you want to have the network. Yes, you don't want to act surprised, but you do that by planning, by practicing, by supporting, by spending five hours a month or three hours a month in preparation. And then when something might be happening, don't just instantaneously react and put the whole thing in process. Do an exercise. You've dug your well before you needed it. Yes, and that's, I think, what you're saying is going on right now. Too many people are taking that crazy next step and just reacting to, oh, my God, I'm going to put the whole plan in motion. And what you're saying is, no, you stress test. You do an exercise. Then you're prepared so that if it does come to completion and that worst-case scenario happens, you can then go. And then with the virus, you know, that's something that we all have to deal with, but in most cases, that's not going to happen. All right. Well, we'll go. Uh, we'll go. Just do a fist bump at the end of this, uh, <laughs> end of this and, and we'll talk further. David, look forward to having you back next time. Fist bump, and we're good to go.